Proudly presenting Camp Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania's first and only DIY punk rock summer camp. September 1st through 3rd in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Come camp with us for three nights of non-stop punk rock all weekend long, with over 40 bands and tons of activities. Tickets on sale now at camppunksylvania.com. That's camp, P-U-N-K-S-Y-L-V-A-N-I-A.com. See you there! Love this podcast? Consider supporting this show. You decide how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Visit the link in the episode description to support now. Welcome to Your Life the Mixtape presents Headliners. Each week, I am joined by the best and the brightest stars of music from all over the world to find out a little bit about what makes them tick. This week, I am joined by an up-and-coming pop singer-songwriter. He has had music featured on The Hills and Jersey Shore. He recently won Best Male Pop Song from USA Pop Smash Radio. His new song, I Think I'm Ready for Love, is one of the catchiest songs that's out there right now, so do your favor, pause this, go listen to it, come back and uh, check out the interview. And he's got a forthcoming EP entitled Pep Talk. Please welcome to the show, the wonderful Andrew Ash. Hello, hello, sir. Hello. Good morning. How are you? I am fantastic. Thank you for being here. Oh, yes. Thank you so much for having me. So tell me if you could collaborate with any artist living or dead, um, who would it be? Well, I think most people will want the answer of like, some sort of famous singer, a well-known name for me. It's actually a producer named Max Martin. Oh, nice. And and he has created like all the best pop hits in the world since like 1998. Um, So that, that is somebody I would, I would drop everything for to go work with him. That's fantastic. That's, that's the first time we've gotten a producer as an answer. Yeah. I I mean, I mean, technically he's a musician too. I mean, he, I mean, yes. plays instruments and he produces and he songwrites. So yeah, Max Martin. I like that. Using only one word, describe your latest project. Mm, that would be happy. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> I completely agree. Yeah. If they asked you right now, who is an artist that you would just you would drop everything to go on tour with? Britney Spears, hands down. <laughs> idol, idol, my idol since 1999. So I will, I will do anything for that woman. Excellent. Um, she's she said that uh, she's she's dropping an album along with her memoir. So 
you know, Brittany, if you're listening to this, um, <laughs> I've, I've got a fantastic support act for you. <laughs> yes. Hopefully I can like, you know, in time when she decides to go on tour again, you know, get, get on that train. Yeah. If you could change one thing about the music industry, what would it be? I wish that there was just an easier way for newer artists to break into to the industry. Um, I, I, I find going through this process of, of, of releasing music that <clears throat> there's just so much that goes into it. And, and I can see why a lot of artists um, back out of wanting to be musicians anymore, because it's just so like you're hitting your head against the wall, constantly trying to, to make something work. Um, so I, I just wish there was like a path or some sort of recipe of something to, 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 to just make it easier for musicians to break into the industry. I like that. That's a good answer. Yeah. Um, I feel like um, with, with the advent of TikTok being what it is, um, it's become more of like to really make it now and to really be successful, you have to have like a collection of viral moments. Yes, 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 yes. I'm learning. I'm, I'm, learning so much about social media right now. And, and, you, you know, at, at, at the, the start of this, I was kind of like, oh gosh, I don't have to do the whole social media game. But um, I was talking with somebody who just kind of like brought it to my attention. I'm like, well, before, you know, before TikTok, before Instagram and Facebook, like, um, you know, it, it was even harder for artists to break into the industry. And now they have this thing at their fingertips that gets them scene and that gets them recognition and yeah it's an extra step but it is another way to to um get independent artists heard yeah what's a venue that you would give anything to play i would love to play the hollywood bowl oh nice i've seen so many amazing artists there and it's such a amazing experience that outdoor venue and the stage is just so beautiful and old Hollywood I yeah I would I would love to to perform there that's fantastic and this is episode 15 of this show I think Mm -hmm. and I believe you were only the second person to mention the Hollywood Bowl oh really okay the the popular answer tends to be um you know, Madison Square Garden is the obvious, you know, ah. pinnacle of success. But surprisingly, um, Red Rock in Colorado. Oh, that's a great answer. That I, that's probably second on my list. I have never, I have never um, actually been to a concert there. I have, I have been there. I've not been to a concert there, but that is a beautiful venue. You, uh, if you, if you have the chance, go check out a show there because it's it's unlike anything I have ever experienced in my life. Yeah. All right. Well, that's, I should look up some concerts right now. (laughs) Um, What's your worst habit during the songwriting process? I, I, there's two things. I I think when I first start forming a song in my head, I'll, I'll tend to be like, okay, I, I, I figured out a couple lyrics. I'll come back to this a little bit later. And then I don't come back to it <laughs> or, or I come back to it months and months later when like that fire has kind of fizzled. Um, 
So I need to stop doing that. The other thing I tend to do is I just overthink. I overthink lyrics. I overthink melodies. I overthink chords. Um, and I can sometimes complicate a song when it just needs to be a little bit more simple. Like my recent single, I think I'm ready for love. I, I started going really, really, really deep with the lyrics. It's to the point where <laughs> I was telling somebody the lyrics and they're like, what kind of song is this? <laughs> is this supposed to be a happy song? Is this supposed to be a, a, a emo song? Um, so I, I just need to, I need to, Think about, you know, all the pop songs I, I love and adore that um, have done really well. I need to remember that there's this art of simplicity around those songs when it comes to lyrics. Not that they're simple songs, but there really is an art to making um, something not so complicated. And I just have to keep reminding myself about that. Yeah, that's fantastic. What's a song um, that you wish you had written? Well, any Max Martin song, but specifically, you know, Baby One More Time would probably be at the top of that Max Martin list. It's such a, um, I mean, just, just listening to it now, it's such an interestingly, um, not produced song, but what am I trying to say? Like um, how it's formulated, how, how it's, I can't find the right words, but, but it, it, it's such a, a very very unique song especially at the time that it came out as well yeah i was gonna say when it came out like it was no one else had put out a song like that in you know since probably the mid 80s and like it just it it opened the door for then you know the Backstreet Boys and Christina and Mandy Moore and like mm-hmm. that whole generation of pop acts that you know we're we're kind of seeing um, like a resurfacing of of that um, you know with with yourself and um, some other artists who have appeared on this show. I feel like for me, y'all are the second coming of what I feel like was pop music's renaissance. Oh, that's music to my ears. That's great. <laughs> no, no pressure or anything. Uh, you know, I mean, lay it on me. I'll, 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 I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think too, you know, with that song, I mean, so Max Martin also did, you know, all of Backstreet Boys and all of NSYNC's songs at that time too. But like when, when you compare that song, maybe more time to what, what he was, producing for other artists it's just so it's so different so out of this world from what what they were doing yeah and that's what makes it stand out for me describe your perfect day um i am constantly trying to chase hot weather and the sun and all i want is a beach a white sandy beach with crystal clear, clear water. And I just want to lay there with my husband drinking and that's it. That's my perfect day. Just laying on a beach. That's fantastic. What's a song lyric, um, yours or someone else's, uh, that's always stuck with you. Uh, so I was thinking really hard about this one. Um, 
there's not there's not really one that's like stuck with me forever but i will tell you any lyric from wap by cardi b and megan the stallion <laughs> is the best lyric i've ever heard in my entire life like they the imagery they created with their lyrics like i, I want you to touch that little dangly thing swinging the back of my throat like that's to me that is gold those lyrics are gold or like swipe swipe your nose like a credit card like i, I love i love playful lyrics like that it's That's amazing. An answer. I love that. And you're, you're absolutely right. But yeah. I mean, if, if I could get them to write lyrics for me, I would, I would die for that. <laughs> what's your, what's your favorite cuss word? God damn it. <laughs> I find myself saying that all the time. I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of people say fuck, but, but I, I find myself constantly saying, God damn it. It is fuck is the is the popular answer. So yeah. I, I appreciate I appreciate the swap up. <laughs> yeah, I I mean I'm always saying it under my breath, I'm saying it in the car. I say it everywhere. <laughs> I probably I should, probably should not be saying God's name in vain, but that, that's that's those are I, the words he put into my mind. So I'm I'm sure he understands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite Beyonce song? This is going to be a real wild card. I, my favorite song of Beyonce is, comes from her Sasha Fierce album, and that's uh, Disappear. It's a beautiful ballad that um, I constantly find myself singing, even since its release. And um, yeah, it just, I, I don't know, it like mellows me out, beautifully written. The chords are beautiful. I love everything about that song. Nice. I, it's, it's always, um, it's always surprising to me that like the number of times that a, a song from the Sasha Fierce album like comes up and I'm like, oh, okay. What, what is something that people would be surprised that you own? Um, a giant heart costume. You actually own that from the video? (laughs) I own that. Yeah. Yeah. When I was coming up with the idea for the music video, I was like, okay, so I guess I have to buy, I I was originally trying to find a costume store that maybe had a huge heart and they were like, nope, no place. So got on Google, typed in heart costume, and now I own a heart costume. Huh. Good to know. And it takes up so much damn space. (laughs) (laughs) So, so as kind of a follow-up to that, um, for for my own curiosity, who's who's in the costume in the video? Oh, that is a secret. Oh, okay. And it's not the this isn't the last time you're going to see the heart costume, and it might be somebody different every single time. Oh, I like costume. that. Yeah. If there was a musical Mount Rushmore for you, who who should be on it? Uh, I would have to pick all four members of ABBA. Oh, that's a fantastic answer. Well done. So yeah, they, uh, for me, ABBA is like kind of what I feel, I I know pop music has been around forever, but I feel like they really kickstarted that like Swedish pop music that we are still hearing till this day. That would, that would be correct. And I'm forever grateful for them. (laughs) Absolutely. 
using only colors describe your music well i'm um feeling my late 80s vibes so like pastel blues and pinks and oranges i think really describe describe my music right now i like that you have become the lead singer of like a super group Mm -hmm. who are the other members i think i'm i think we can go with an all red-headed cast oh nice and so we can do uh rick astley uh jerry hollowell ed sheeran and um i don't know ann margaret i love that (laughs) hell yeah and then if Ann Margaret's not there, we can bring Carol Burnett in. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> that would be fantastic. So um, the, the music industry bigwigs have come down from on high and they have, you know, pushed a mountain of cash at you and said, Andrew, you are allowed to cover any one song from any artist's catalog Mm -hmm. what do you pick uh i'm gonna go with susudio by phil collins goddamn right yes i think i think too with with where my sound is at and i've been so inspired by him with with my uh music right now i think that would be a, a perfect fit that would that would be fantastic i i now need you um you know, in sometime in the near future to just do a full Phil Collins cover. Album. <laughs> uh, Done. You know, let's, let's, let's get the wheels turning on that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll start today. What's a song that you've written that you feel like would be perfect for a film soundtrack? Um, my recent single, I think I'm ready for love. Um, Definitely, because it, it for me, it's a great rom-com song. It's a good uh, song for a Disney movie. Like it, it crosses all all genres. I like that. And I think you're absolutely right. It, 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 it's, it's reminiscent to me. Like the first time I heard the song, I was like, this could have been in a John Hughes film. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I would love if that would happen. <laughs> um, so this next question is kind of a pick your own adventure type thing. Um, I have three of the most cliched questions that uh, musicians get asked in interviews. And I will let you pick one of them to okay. answer. Um, so your choices are, who are your influences? What got you started in music and what is your creative process like? Uh, Why don't we go with what got you started in music? Excellent. And for me, it was, I'm I'm trying to pick like the exact point of when I decided, okay, music's what I want to do. I believe it, you know, I, I've been, I, I've been singing since I was a little, little kid and I had solos in elementary school during our class performances. Uh, but I think around junior high, and this was right around when 
you know, the Britney and Justin's and Mandy Moore's and everything were, were coming to a head. I think that's when I was really like, I think music's something I, I really want to do. That, that's when I actually started writing my own songs and coming up with my own melodies. And I just, I felt at that time, um, there wasn't much academically that I did really well in school. And I wasn't into sports or anything like that. And so I finally felt like I found something that I was really good at and that I really enjoyed. And so that I believe that's, that's what um, started it all. So thank you, Brittany and and NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. (laughs) What is your strangest pre-show ritual? I don't have much that I do do. I have stuff that I don't do, which is like, I have, I have a very picky voice. So anything that disrupts the flow of my voice, I I don't do. So that's like drinking dairy or having caffeine or coffee. Um, I won't, I won't do that. So that's kind of my ritual. I also, you know, take the time to figure out the stuff I'm going to say in between songs. Cause I have found if I don't like, kind of pre-plan that it it goes uh it it really goes to shit quickly (laughs) (laughs) i i completely understand that i um before i start the show i have to write out the intro otherwise it's just it's it's a full-on shit show yeah if i if i find myself saying i'll just do it on the fly i know that i can't yeah, it's a little trick I try to like tell myself, but it, it never works out. Do you consider yourself an artist or an entertainer? Definitely an entertainer. That is where that is where I get the. Um, I, I guess when, when I'm when I'm thinking about creating music, I'm, I'm actually thinking about the more entertainer side of things. Like, is this going to entertain a crowd? Are people going to like this? I'm, I'm a people pleaser. So um, entertainers, definitely, definitely the one. Nice. Excellent. Um, how many alarms does it take to get you out of bed in the morning? Three to five. <laughs> I, I love to sleep so much. And I mean, if, if I have something important, like, like this, I was really excited about uh, this podcast this morning. So it was just the one, but um but most days it's it's three to five. I just keep hitting the snooze button. That's completely fair. I completely understand. What is the biggest misconception about musicians? Um, I think a lot of people envision it to be this glamorous thing or this, um, not so much glamorous, but like um, it doesn't take a lot of work. Uh, so, so they, they don't see the hard work. They don't see the long hours. They don't see, um, really everything that goes into trying to, uh, promote a song or to create a song. They just think it's like, oh, you went into the studio and you recorded this thing and now you just put it out there and and that's it. Uh, and I, I do think sometimes that that makes people less, um, invested in you. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the hard work, they, they, they don't see it. 
And I still think even saying it, they're like, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> what moment in your career are you most proud of? Uh, when I landed the main stage at Pride in Portland. That's awesome. You know, I... I um, it, it was it was the first thing that I, I kind of really booked on my own. Uh, I, I relied a lot on the, the good graces of other artists in Portland to, you know, have me open up for them or, or uh, bring me on stage. So, so I was I was really proud that I was able to to land that. That's awesome. What is the first song that you remember hearing? This is a tough one because I'm sure it's a Disney song. It's from one of the Disney movies. But I had this specific memory of being in my sister's room and she was playing Paula Abdul's Straight Up. Excellent. And I just, I, 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 I had that in my memory all the time. And I, I had to be like, I don't know, four yeah, four years old at that time. It's funny because uh, this is actually a question from another show uh, that that I brought to this one because I felt like it fit. Um, but my answer to that question is um, also a Paula Abdul song. Oh, really? Yeah, it's opposites <laughs> attract. Gotcha. Well, thanks, Paula Abdul. You really right? made an impact. <laughs> If you could start your career over from the day that you decided to pursue music, would you do anything differently? I, I would have had a plan, you know, going back to like, you know, wishing what was different about the industry and and wishing that there was, you know, a a easier way to get your foot in the door. I, I, I had no plan. I didn't know. I didn't know what to do. Right. It was like, okay, I made this song now what? And there's, you know, hundreds of different avenues you can go down. And I think because there were so many different ways to, what's that saying? Skin a cat. I, I, um, I, I kind of got lost and I, I didn't have a plan. So if I were to go back, I would have just like made something a little bit more concrete um, instead of just throwing stuff into wind and hoping it would, would land. Nice. What keeps you up at night? Uh, figuring out that plan. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I mean, even till this day, it, it's really hard to have like the, this concrete plan. Um, and I and I am a planner. I'm an organizer. But and aside from like you know all the other stuff in the world to worry about, um, that, 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 that's at the top of the list. <laughs> <laughs> Would you ever maybe try your hand at acting full time? Uh, not full time, but it's something I would love to dabble in. And, um, I do think it's fun. Uh, I, I am a, I am a jokester. So I, I would love to be in some comedy series or, you know, rom-com, but full time. No, no it, it's not my, it's not my passion, but something I'd love to try. Nice. So, I. Uh, Tell me and and the folks at home, uh, what's what's out right now for you? What what can we listen to? 
Yeah. So I just released, I think I'm ready for love when you're single. I released that um, two weeks ago and it's everywhere, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you prefer to listen to your music. And it is a song that is heavily influenced by like the late eighties, like Phil Collins sound or Lionel Richie or uh, uh, Peter Gabriel. Uh, I was really influenced by that. Um, And I am super proud of the song. It's, it's one of those songs, but when it came to me, I was like, this is it. This is it. This is it. I got, I got to write it down. I got to get this out now. Um, And it's just a, joy to listen to lots of fun I don't take it too seriously and then so what does the future hold for Andrew Ash what's next for you right now it's it's just promoting the new song um I also have a another song that has already been recorded a music video has already been made and it's just uh waiting for its time in the limelight after I think I'm ready for love. So that, that should be coming out uh, later this year. And then, as you mentioned at the beginning, I have an EP called pep talk that I hope to release later on in um, 2023. And then I'm also looking into touring and performing. Oh, nice. Well, Mr. Andrew Ash, thank you so much uh, for being here today. I, this has been an absolute joy, and I have enjoyed every minute of it. Oh, thank you, Greg. I really appreciate you reaching out to me about this. This is awesome. This has been a Rod Wharton production in association with Spring Break 83 Entertainment. All rights and trademarks reserved. No portion of this podcast shall be reproduced commercially without explicit consent.